Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Welcome to Great Minds, the wine-centric podcast that looks beyond the glass to the much more interesting world of the people, history, and culture that make it happen. I'm Julie Glenn. And I'm Gina Birch. It's vacation time. <laughs> While many people are taking road trips, sitting in the car for hours, others are braving the airports. And I've, I know I've done a lot of flying this past year. And Julie, I know you just came back from a trip that involved airplanes. So I've got a really important question to ask you about your flying experience. Mm-hmm. What did you drink on the plane? Not enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I got stuck on the tarmac for two oh. hours waiting oh. for a storm to pass. Well, that hurts. Ugh, it hurts so bad, but I was so yeah. tired. If I had any kind of alcohol, I would have probably not been able to drive from the airport to my house. I was. Mm-hmm. It was just tiresome, so I did not drink anything. But in the Either past, going or coming. Neither way. Nope, neither okay. way. But I did have um, a gin and tonic before I boarded the plane. On the ground. Okay. <laughs> well, when but, I'm flying, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I, I've done – before, I usually order their sparkling – Whatever they have, which is usually something cheap. Like a Prosecco or a Cava, Cava. or something like that. Yeah, okay. because um, I cannot take cheap red wine. I just can't. Like, well, yeah, I, I understand. And then cheap white wine is usually less of a risk. <sighs> it's all a risk to me. So when I'm flying, there are a number of factors that uh, go into my decision as, as to what to drink. And, uh, and, and this is alcohol, of course. So on the shorter flights and the cheap seats – um, just because of what you said, I almost always get a get a vodka because you can't you can't really mess that up too much. Get a vodka soda, whatever. Um, overseas, when I have a couple of full meals, I'm going to order wine most likely. And anytime I'm in first class or business, I'm probably going to order wine because I'm operating under the assumption that the selection is going to be an upgrade um, from what I would get in coach. But that's because of how we're gonna, what we're going to talk about, that's not always the case. You know, that's weird. You know what I mean? Airplanes are a strange world where you want yeah. tomato juice suddenly and you want ginger ale, which right. I've never purchased ginger ale unless I was several thousand feet in the air. Yeah. And Pringles suddenly. Oh, anything packaged like that with salty and crunchy? Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. if I have a Pringle on the ground, I'm like, gosh, there goes my blood pressure. Right. You know, but you notice that those foods taste differently in the air than they do on the ground. And the same thing happens with wine. Yes. Yes, of course. And it's not your imagination. There actually is a lot of science to back it up. And actually, uh, there are airlines who've hired chefs to figure out what spices to use and what food and what wine works best. And they do all these elaborate tests, both on the ground and on the air. And uh, they found that one of the biggest culprits to changing the way things taste at, say, 30, 35,000 feet is the drop in pressure and the drop in humidity. The climate is notably different. Well, by any all, drop in humidity, you will totally know coming yeah, from there. And they, and they were saying that by many accounts, um, the cockpit or, you know, wherever, not the cockpit, but the entire plane becomes, uh, mirrors the climate of many deserts. So if you think about that, when you when you feel like you're dried out or dehydrated when you land, if you've had a long flight, that's why it really. What you would you drink are. in a desert? Water. 
Yeah. How boring. <laughs> does nothing for the frayed nerves uh, of airline travel. Yeah, not at all. You know, our, sa- our sense of taste really does begin with the nose. Yes. So there you are with no humidity. Uh, you're dried out. Dried out by mm-hmm. that plain air. It makes sense it's going to affect how you detect the flavors. Um, there was a German study back in 2010 mm-hmm. where air pressure was reduced in a lab to simulate flying at 35,000 feet. And researchers found that participants had a reduced sensitivity to sweet and salty senses. But sour and bitter spicy were almost unaffected. There goes your Pringles. That's why you like the Pringles. Yeah, because you can't really taste that salt. Right. And, and you know, when you think about it, when, if you've been on airplanes on longer flights, I've noticed a lot of curry recently being served and those kind of things that on the ground people would say, ooh, might be a little spicy. But, yeah. And there's a reason why they have tomato sauce, too. Yeah, a lot well, of tomatoes. Because you don't notice that acidity. Um, mm-hmm. Then that kind of makes sense then because if I'm getting cheap sparkling kava, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is pretty much what's there, um, usually cheap kava is too sweet in real life. Yes. Um, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the ones that are mass produced and that are inexpensive. Obviously, if I'm going to be in an airplane and something is more sweet, I'm not going to taste all that sweetness. And mm-hmm. it might taste like a fine champagne with my altered sense of taste up in the air. Yeah, because I love bubbles when I fly or when I'm going on a trip. It's like it's celebratory if you're not going for business. And I, and I would always want champagne. And then you'd get disappointed because, oh, you have – you know what? That's fine. And it was always surprisingly tasted really good. And there are other things that uh, work well, and and it's things that have that umami or that savory characteristic like mushrooms and tomatoes. And that's why uh, I think we were both talking about this, that we had heard heard people say that one of the most ordered beverages on flights is tomato juice. Yeah. And that's why. The umami. Yeah. Yes. And then Bloody Marys, by that extension. And there goes my vodka theory. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. (laughs) So the other thing to not forget is the ears. Researchers have found that the droning hum of the engines in flight can affect the perception of some tastes. The constant background noise of 85 decibels can dull some tastes while making others more prominent in the flying diner's perception. you got cardamom, lemongrass, and curry come across stronger when your ears are burdened with jet engine noise. Exactly what is diluted by the noise is still yet to be determined. But isn't that weird that sound can have an impact on how you're perceiving taste? Well, when you think about it, when when you go to a restaurant and and, and people say one of the you dine with your eyes first, then your nose, then your taste. But it is everything. It's a it's a it's a sensual experience. You're using all of your senses. So sound would would make sense, pun intended, when it comes to that. JetBlue has a blog. And uh, and and it really describes this. They they really went to great detail in, in describing a lot of the things that we're talking about, including the jet engines and how it impacts your tongue. And what they advise flyers to do is, if you want a glass of wine, do it earlier in the flight before you really hit that high cruising altitude. Uh, if you really want the flavor, if there's a specific wine they're serving, and you're like, hmm. I love the Mondavi Chardonnay, but at altitude, you're probably not going to love it. When you're when you're still at fifteen thousand, and you're getting up wh- wherever they're they're starting to serve the wine, uh, then it's going to taste a little more like it would on the ground and and be more pleasing to your palate if that's what you like. So the higher you go, the more. The, the, the higher you go, the more your taste is going to be Exactly, exactly. So to summarize, in an airplane, it's harder to taste salt or sweet. Yes. Bitter, sour, and spicy come through loud and clear. Right. So airlines, they actually hire sommeliers who take all of that into consideration when they're putting their selections together for in-flight wine offerings. And then also price is a factor, I'm sure. Of course, Um, right? (laughs) 
They tend to advise against young Bordeaux in flight, too tannic, mm-hmm. not fruit forward enough. Also not an or- airborne fave is New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc because, you know, the grapefruitiness. Oh, yeah. You think about that. That's going to like... Yeah, I mean, 30% less sweetness is going to be... Do you understand what I did? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Straight up lemon juice right <laughs> yeah. there. That's what it's going to taste like. So next time you take a flight, our advice to you, get what you like, of course, but be aware is probably not going to taste the same. Yeah, it's in, in, and just factor that in. If you're really... Count, if you just want something to drink because you're celebrating and you're in the air or you need to calm your nerves or something, that's a whole other issue. But if you're doing it... The way we like to do it because I really like the flavor and I want to have it with my snack or my uh, sub that I with bought your or Pringles, my Pringles or my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fixated on Pringles, but I just love them. My overcooked spaghetti and meatballs. Oh yeah, the, mush. <laughs> the plain food. Oh man, plain food. You just cannot do pasta and expect it to no live through the service of a flight. But it is an interesting. It's it's very fascinating when you think about the research of the of the senses and what happens when you are at higher altitudes. It does make a difference, and and it's mainly because of. Your sense of smell and the drying out yes. of your nose. There was I, I read somewhere where uh, one of the airlines tried an experiment offering nasal spray to people. That didn't work. People were kind of skeeved out about, you know, I don't know what I want to squirt this up my nose just so I can taste better or have a better flying experience. And I wonder if nasal spray can have the type of lasting moisture that mucus production can. Probably not. You probably have to do a quick hit and eat and... Yeah, it hope it doesn't dry out yes. by the time you're done. <laughs> Don't get the whole bottle. That's the advice. Just go yeah. buy the glass. We are not doctors. <laughs> no, we're not. But don't invest in an entire bottle of wine on a flight no. because you're probably going to dry out and not like it. Yeah. Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org. And thanks for listening.